Mushroom, this is some of my best work. I'm music and culture journalist Jane Rocker. We invite artists and creators to nominate some of their best work, tell the story of how it came about and how it's influenced their career. In this episode, I speak with Abby Dobson, formerly of 90s band Leonardo's Bride, to discuss her prayer-like song, Give Me Love, which she's chosen as some of her best work. It's taken from her 2019 solo album, It's Okay, Sweetheart. But before we get to Abby, I want to mention her project Baby at Lulu with Lara Goodridge from String Quartet for Play. Abby and Lara are both fluent in French and started Baby at Lulu in 2012, performing and writing songs in French. Their third album, Album Trois, is out on the 3rd of September 2021 with an Australian tour to follow. Find out more via information in the show notes or check out babyatlulu.com.au. We're still only a few episodes in, but we've booked plenty of artists for upcoming shows. They're coming in thick and fast, artists including Hayley Mary, Katie Steele, Josh Pike, Alex Gow, Lady Hawk and more. Let's get to Abby. She's a gem. Thank you so much for taking part in this podcast. Very excited to have you as a guest, Abby. It's been many years since I last spoke to you. I wonder if you could tell me what was happening in your world when you were writing this song and writing this album. It's funny, I in preparing for this chat with you today, last night I was trying to, because I wrote the song in 2004, 14, I don't naturally kind of remember what was happening around that time. So I went back to my calendar and just was like, what was happening around that time when I found the first demo of the song on my um, voice memos on my phone? And so I looked at around that time and, gosh, there was so much going on. I was coming to the end of a relationship. I was still doing my French project, Baby and Lulu. I was trying to work out how to do my next solo album. So, yeah, there was, a, there was an awful lot going on. So then when it comes to, though, working on this album, you know, a little bit of context of where you recorded it studio-wise or just any memories of getting this song then happening in a studio context? I ended up falling for this producer in Nashville and I'd often heard records from people and, and thought, who made this record? This is a really cohesive, beautifully sounding, beautiful sounding recording and more often than not, it would come up with the name Brad Jones. I wrote to him and said, you know, can I, can I, would you be interested in producing my record? And we got on like a house on fire from the word go. And it just, it all quite fell into place really quite quickly. And in fact, through um, a contact, Bill Page from Mushroom, who 
I've known since early Leonardo's Bride days. He was very instrumental in, in signing Leonardo's Bride to Mushroom Records and he knew Brad Jones. So he, he put us in contact, I think. Quite quickly, I was sending him my demos and I was on a plane to Nashville. I did a crowdfunding campaign that went well and got on a plane and went to Nashville. And so I recorded my album there. And this song, in 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 the the um you know twelve or thirteen songs that I was to record, this was always the one that I was most wanted to be like fabulous. It was kind of my favourite song at the time. And so that was your first time there. Totally. Can you remember what it was like to, I guess, be an artist who's now in a place that's not familiar, wanting to create this record, and also knowing that behind you came a catalogue of work for a band that did become so successful and put you on the map. I do remember landing in Nashville on my own about to make this record with a man that I'd never met and musicians that I'd never met. It was so exhilarating. It was so beautiful. I was really nervous and I had all kinds of like sleep issues at the time so I was I was kind of nervous that I wasn't going to be up for the job because I was yeah. exhausted. I remember arriving in Nashville and I'd found it, you know, an Airbnb and the weather was incredible and everyone was saying it's not normally this beautiful. You know, the people in Nashville are very polite. I couldn't believe how just lovely everybody was. And then I met Brad and I adored him instantly. And, you know, there's so much involved in music and these days it feels like my music career is really just being on Facebook doing posts on Instagram and trying to like get people to shows and it feels like a lot of music is just about admin these days but it was so delicious to go to Nashville and just go I am just here to make music and I've got people who are going to help me so it was one of the happiest couple of weeks I'd ha- I've had <laughs> it was so great and just every day you just turn up at the studio in the morning and I had nothing else to do but just make music with somebody who was really brilliant at helping me do that. So it was it was fucking exciting, you know. I loved it. And then meeting the musicians that he'd put together, you know, through my brief, and they were all beautiful and clever and brilliant and brought so much, you know, it's just it's very exciting to have songs that you've written be brought to life by beautiful, soulful musicians who really seem to care about what you're trying to do. We ended up not really getting enough time to do this song. We did start it and we did strings and we did, you know, I recorded the vocals and but we didn't really get to finish it. I left Nashville and, you know, I still had a lot of work to do on a lot of the songs back in Sydney. I just didn't actually love what we'd come up with Forgive Me Love. I loved everything else, all the other songs, but I really was quite disappointed with how Give Me Love turned out. I didn't feel like it reached the heights that I was hoping for. And then I also love how you do sort of find yourself in Nashville with people you don't really know, but then when you come back, you team up with some of the closest members of your family. (laughs) So tell me a little about their musical side and you working together as well. When I first started playing the song, it sounded amazing with my two nephews and I, um, Jake and Simon Dobson, we'd been playing as a trio together And I brought the song to them and Simon was playing the Moog and Jake was just playing a piano piece that was more like a 
delayed effect of like my simple guitar strumming and it sounded beautiful immediately and so I just was kind of always reaching for that simple very simple combination of sounds and textures I didn't want it to be overblown I wanted it but I wanted the you know just really the right flavors rather than throwing a lot of flavors at it eventually I um, Simon and I refined what I had and pulled back all of the string arrangements and just pulled out just the most essential pieces and then I asked Paul Mack if he would do a couple of electronic tracks just as a little pulse underneath just to bring out a little bit of movement and that was it then that was finished and then I loved it I liked this song also because it's one of those songs where I wrote the lyrics first before I had the music and I find that they're actually probably usually my best songs even though I don't often do it that way often they start because I've been playing around with a piano motif or a guitar piece and I've just been noodling and doing a, some kind of melodic uh, play playing and then I think oh that's good and then I try and put words to that but with this one I wrote the lyrics more as a poem first and so I think lyrically it's usually stronger if for me if I do that because then I bend the music to the words rather than the other way around which can often happen where you end up having to slightly compromise the lyrics in order to fit the melody and the meter. Coming back to the lyrics of this song and as you say that was what appeared first before the music like reading that now, does it take you right back to that moment? Oh, look, it all still st it still is true for me. I remember the writing of it was, I, and I wrote lots of verses. You know, they're they're just the ones that that made it in the end. You know, it's a prayer of sorts, I suppose. This song, "Give Me Love," and uh, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, each each verse kind of starts with "Give Me," you know, the first verse is. Give me peace deep in my heart. Give me succor. Give me art. Give me back my innocent demeanor. That's the first verse. It all goes like that. Each, each. It's all about give me, give me, give me. And then the chorus is give me love. And so it's kind of a list of things that I want. And that list can go on. <laughs> that list is, you know, endless. There's a lot. As it turns out, this girl wants a lot. I suppose the verses that ended up being in... Uh, being kept and the ones that were discarded you I mean you always have to discard things when you're writing songs and you know sometimes you have to kill your babies and even though there might be your favorite verse if it doesn't fit in the context of the of the song if it doesn't kind of fit the puzzle then you have to discard it but yeah I remember writing it and sitting in cafes and Bondi Beach and just really trying to refine it what I wanted that verse where we sort of have a I guess an innuendo of um, worship and respect the genuflects and hallelujah and anything that you can share about that as well <laughs> uh, I remember somebody somebody when they heard this song they went kudos for putting you know genuflect <laughs> in a song so that verse goes give me kisses down my neck give me a man who genuflects who whispers things that I cannot say to you. Yeah, give me a man I can admire and tie me to his open fire 
for afternoons of naked hallelujah so yeah i mean really that's just a kind of a a <laughs> it's a bit of an innuendo really a man who genuflects but yeah it's just kind of like what you know it's kind of that that's kind of like the that's the the sexual sexual verse of of how i want to to feel with you know and give me a man i can admire do you know it was like yeah it's what i really wanted you know i, I yes I, I really really want a man that i can admire um and uh so yeah even just kind of getting to the finding the essence of that it's like well you know you i want a lot in a man but what's what do i really want so yeah that's that was that verse and <laughs> Afternoons of Naked Hallelujah sounded pretty good to me and they still they do. do. Really, they still do, absolutely. <laughs> I like sex in the afternoon. What can I say? You know, it's not. I'm not really a morning girl and, uh, you know, late at night I'm tired, but in the afternoon, like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could I ask you then, bring it back to what you did after this solo album and then Baby at Lulu and up to your third album together with that? Well, look, this song is still Give Me Love. It's funny, I, you know, I don't have a record company anymore and I don't have a manager and once the album was out, I didn't really promote it probably as well as I, I could have. I still, I was telling a friend this morning when I told him I was doing this podcast with you um, and he asked what song I was going to talk about and I said Give Me Love and he was like, oh, my God, that's my favourite song. And we were talking about it and I said, oh, I'd still just love it if Adele could sing it. I just feel like I'd love this song to actually have more life. And I feel like I wasn't really able to give it the life force that it needed at that time. And um, so I would love for somebody like Adele to just sing the ass off it. And <laughs> it would be amazing. And he was like, oh, my God, like, but we should totally do a banging. You know, I could totally call for a banging kind of dance floor version as well. Um, so I feel like this song still has a life in it that hasn't quite been tapped. I'd love, I kind of feel like I need somebody else to kind of run with it. But yeah, so, so that, that, <laughs> that's the future of this. I hope that it still has, still has a life in it because it seems to resonate with a lot of people too. And a lot of women were just like, oh, you totally articulated like and maybe it's women of my age too you know maybe it's an older woman poem prayer Abby Dobson with her work Give Me Love was released in 2019 check out her other projects too Baby at Lulu .com.au or in the episode notes. And if you have a guest suggestion, you can email us, podcasts at mushroomgroup.com. I'm your host, Jane Rocker. You can get me on Twitter at jbirdrocker or on Instagram, janerocker underscore.